Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf Ayn Ches. Um, we're going to go from the last line of Ayn Zayn Amud Bay 77b. Um, the Gemara, so what we had just concluded in the Gemara is that a Chalala is only from an Isu that is unique to Kohanim. So if you have a Kohen um, who marries uh, Mamzer, the child, well, I mean, the child's a Mamzer, but the child's not a Chalala. Or if you have a Kohen who marries a Mitri, the child will be a Mitri Shani, but, the, but it won't be a Chalala because those are not unique to Kohanim. It would have to be a Kohen marrying a Grusha, Chalona, Zola, etc. So that's what we just said. So Omar Rabashi, Rabashi makes the diuk. He says, Hilkah, now that you've said that you only get a Chalala from an Isu Kuhuna, Kohen habo ala if, some, if a Kohen sleeps with his sister, Zoina Mashvilei, Chalala loy Mashvilei. He makes her a Zoina, but not a Chalala. What's the what's the why she's now not allowed to marry a Kohen? No, because she'll get lashes if another Kohen comes and sleeps with her. He will get lashes because she's a Zoina. Again, what's a Zoina in the in this context? A woman who's with someone that's also to her. So when this Kohen sleeps with his sister, she becomes a Zoina because she had beer with someone that's also to her. When a second Kohen sleeps with her, she's now, he transgresses one negative commandment of Zona. But, if the Kohen has second beer with his sister, or even another Kohen has beer with her, also Chalola, she now becomes a Chalola. Why? Because the zona is forbidden to a kohen. So when a kohen has beer with her, she becomes a chalala. Um, and therefore any subsequent kohen who has beer with her will get lashed twice for a zona and a chalala. Omar Rav Yehuda, kohen gadol ba'amona loikeshtayim. Rav Yehuda said that if a kohen gadol marries a, a widow and has... He gets lashed twice. Why? Achas mishum loyikach, but achas mishum loyichalel. Once because of loyikach, he's not allowed to marry an almona. And a second one because the pasuk says loyichalel, he's not allowed to make uh, desecrate his descendants. Of ilukinami mishum loyichalel zara. Oh, but then he should get a third set of lashes for. Sorry, not loyichalel is for making her into a halal. He's not allowed to make a woman into a halal, so that's the second set of lashes. So now we ask, why doesn't he get a third set of lashes for making his descendants into a halal? That's a good question. So he says, no, but shalom gomar biyasa. That's where he didn't finish the beer. I he never ever um, he he never had zera, and therefore it can't be. Um, you can't say, Yechalel is because he didn't finish the beer. Remember, with all his surim in the Torah, except for maybe when, when you're not allowed beer, it's just with you transgress as soon as there's a ha'ara, as soon as there's the initial stages. Um, it's a discussion in Yevamos how much was considered the initial, but it's really the initial. But again, to transgress, Lo Yechalel is don't make his zera um, halal, it would have to be Gemar beer. Massive Rava Rava challenged this. He says, Almona Bagrusha Loike Mishum Shnei Shamos. It says if a Kohen Godel marries an Almona who's also a Grusha, I again she became widowed from her first husband, she married a second husband who she divorced, the Kohen Godel would get lashed twice. But now what does it mean twice? Malav Shnei Shamos for two law. It implies like he's only getting for two punishments. Grusha and 
Almona. Whereas according to Rav Yehuda, what should she be getting? How many lashes should she get? At least four. At least four. Grusha, don't, um, don't marry a Grusha, lo yikach, and don't uh, halal, don't make her a halala. And second set for the same thing by the Almona. Maybe you can even say six because of Loya Khalel Zaro. So the Gemara says, no, lo, so you're right. Lo, shnei shamus alzeh, v'shnei shamus alzeh. What it's telling us, yeah, two negative commandments by this one, by the Almana, and two negative commandments by the Grusha. So you're right, you would get four. But wait, what about the last one? Grusha v'chalutza, eno chai vela ahachas. Sorry, elam yishum ahachas. Yeah, I'm changing the gears. It's like, grusha and chalutza are only chai because of one. And that's literally one. So it's not hachik omar. He's only chayv for one of them. I can crush and chalutz. He's only chayv for one of them, and we'll explain. And it's really, but it is two negative commandments. I he's chayv for one of them, but two negative commandments. Which one would he be chayv for? Crush and chalutz. Crush. Oh, what about chalutz? He says ula oilam shnei shemos v'chalutz derabbanon. Chalutz is only a isu derabbanon. But the Gemara asks, there's a Brisa that says, a coin is forbidden to marry a Grusha, as the Postuk says, um, a woman who is a Grusha from her husband, she shall not be taken. So there the Postuk says, Grusha, how do I know that a coin is also not allowed to marry a Chalutza? Talmud Loimar, V'isha. The Torah adds, V'isha. A woman who is a Grusha. Obviously a Grusha is a woman. Who else could it be? So what do we, so why does it add in V'isha? To teach us? Isha, um, that also a Chalutza. So we see that Chalutza. A woman who did Chalitza. Who had Chalitza done to her? Yeah, did Chalitza. So, yeah, so, mean, so, so we see that it sounds like it is Doraisa. And therefore, when the Apostle says you're only liable for one, it must, it can't mean, um, it can't mean that there are two negative commandments for one of them. So he says, no, Talmud Loma, you should Midrabonon, no, it's only Midrabonon, but Christ is the Alma, and the Apostle is just an Asmachta. It's just a rabbinic illusion. There's a discussion what an asmacht is. seems the one summary showing him learned that an asmacht is basically the rabbis, whatever their reason is, decided to make a gzaira, and they find an illusion to in the pasuk. The ritva learns it's much more intrinsic. He says it's, it's, it's almost a real drosha. It's Hashem saying to the rabbis, I'm leaving this open for you in the Torah. I, there's an extra word here. Yeah, it's not a real drosha. Not a Doraisa drosha, but I'm leaving the hint in here. If you see necessary to make exera, here's your doorway. I so Hashem, the, so it's it's not a drosha from the Torah, but it's it's a rabbinic rule that stems from the Torah with almost Hashem's uh, yeah. Hashem's uh, blessing, if you want. Well. Blessing, yeah, Hashem's blessing. Um, Okay, so what do we say? So, so, okay, so that's Machlokes, uh, whether there's a separate Isur for, it's a Machlokes, Rabbi Yehuda and Rava, whether there's a separate Isur for Loyikach and Loyichalel. Now it says, Omar Abaya, Kidesh Loike, Boal Loike. If he marries this woman, he gets lashes, 
And say one second. Yeah, so again, if you have a coin goddle or a regular kohen with one of the psulim that are discussed, I Krusha, Halola, and Zoina, or according to, and if it's a coin goddle, also an almona. So if he marries her, he gets one set of lashes. Ba'aloike, if he has beer with her, he gets another set of lashes. Kidesh, loike, mishum, lohikach. He gets lashed if he, just, if he marries her because the post says lohikach. Ba'aloike, if he has beer with her, he gets lashed. Mishum, lohikhalel, because it says lohikhalel. He's not allowed to make it into a chalola. Rava Omar. And again, yeah, the language of lekich lokach is always kiddushin. So that's kiddushin without beer. So therefore, you can get two sets of lashes just for marrying and being with her and having beer with her. Lo boal, a rava amar boal loike. Rava says if he has beer with her, he gets lashed. Lo boal, if he does not have beer with her, aina loike, he does not get lashes. Tirsiv, as it says, lo yikach v'lo yichalel. He's not allowed to. Take her and he's not allowed to um, desecrate her. What's the reason he's not allowed to take her? So that he doesn't come to um, um, so that he doesn't come to halal. Rashi points out that what it's saying is that obviously Rob agrees that there has to be marriage for him to get lashed for the beer, but there's no lashes on the on the Kiddushin itself, there's only once there's beer, then you'll get lashed twice, if I understand it correctly. Umoida Abaya Abaya agrees the Machsigrushoso with the Machsigrushoso. What's a Machsigrushoso? Remember, man's not allowed to remarry the woman he divorced if she's been married in the interim. So he says, Sha'im Kidesh Velobal Sha'ain Aloike. Um, if he does kiddushin and he doesn't have beer, she won't get lashes. Why? Because the pasuk says she, he will take her to be a wife. And he hasn't taken her to be a wife. implies marriage, and as a wife implies um, beer. So only when he's taken her as a wife and done beer will he get lashes, even according to Abaya. So Abaya, so again, with the Kahuna, Abaya seems to say as soon as they get married, they'll get um, lashes. But by a Masigrushasa, Abaya agrees that it, even only if they have beer will there be lashes. Umoide Rava Bukain Gorab Almana, Rava agrees with the Kain Gorel and Alamana, she imboil the loy kiddish, shaloika, that if he has beer with her, even without marriage, he'll get lashes, because it says the loya halal is a rob of Omarakona, Baharehu Halal. And he does make her into a chilal. Baharehu Hilal, he makes her into a halal. The Shnaya Moidim, the Masigrushasa, she imboil the loy kiddish, ain't a loika. Both agree by Machzugrushasa if he has beer without lashes. Sorry, if he has beer without Kiddushin, he won't get lashes. Because Derech Likuchin, Osra Torah, because the Torah said it's only also in a way that there is lashes. So say if he has beer without Kiddushin. Yeah. She's a Chalala. No, she's not a Chalala, she's a Chalala. Why if he has beer without Kiddushin? Who? Who has the coin and? A coin and? 
and um, and a grusha. A grusha, yeah. Yeah. So if he has beer without kedushin, then she becomes a, um, a halala. She does become a halala, and, and will he get lashes? Will he get lashes if he just has beer out of wedlock? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Beats it with lashes. Yeah. Rava agrees that if you have a coin gondol and almana, if he has beer without kiddushin, she gets lashes. Um, now, interestingly, so what would you, so from here it sounds that unique to the so, so, so it's just it's, it's, it's a tricky sugya but um, um, so there's, there's a few questions you have to ask you. What happens if they just get married? Is there a set of lashes? It seems according to a buyer, there is. According to Robin, no. If there's a, a marriage and subsequently a beer, so there a buyer holds, then there's a second set of lashes. And Rob, it seems Robert would hold there's a second set of, there's two sets of lashes. But again, yes. Robert holds, there's only going to be lashes if there's beer. Right. If there's just, even Robert would agree that there's no lashes. That's what it seems. And if there's beer without Kiddushin, there's also lashes. Yeah. So that seems to be the summary. Listen to the Rambam. The Rambam's not, and, and the Magid Mishnah brings a chuv of the Rambam. They, they asked the Rambam, they challenged him on this. It seems to go against our sugya, um, because this seems to be unique to Kohuna, that there has to be the that there might have to be the in first, or unique to Matzegrushata at least, that there has to be the Kuchin. So the Rambam in Perekes Rob Halofabai says, if you have a mamze who marries Israel or Israel who marries a mamzeres, once they have beer after kiddushin, they get lashes. Kiddush, If there's just kiddushin without beer, there's no lashes. If there's beer without kiddushin, you don't get lashes because of, because of Mamzeres. So we would have read from Al Sugya that if there's beer without Kiddushin, yeah, because we said very clearly, he says, So it sounds like unique to a Kohen that, um, well, yeah, so what is he says? And he says, because with all the negative commandments, you won't get someone who gets lashes. For be'ila without kiddushin, except for a coin godol and almona, kiyosh kamoishi is ba'er. It does. Um, so why do the other Rishonim, why are the other Rishonim not happy to learn like this? Uh, let me just check. Sorry about that.
Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think because we would have thought. So you say if a man sleep if a man sleeps with a mamzeris or the other way around, there's no lashes unless there's kiddushin. Yeah. No, no, that's no. How we've learned, that's how we've learned. That's how the Rambam says. Yeah, yeah. No, with a kohen on the isurei kahuna, yeah. there there's be lashes. lashes without marriage yeah. because the Torah says lo yechalel, and that you've transgressed. But for other negative commandments, what would you say? If it's if it's not in a, if it's just a man is sleeping with a man out of and, out of wedlock, out of wedlock, then there wouldn't be lashes. So the Rambam said that there is, there is. and I think how he's learning. I'm just trying to see. I, I have to look at it again. What? I think a lot of Rishonim argue on him, yeah. or it's not so clear from the suki. That's, I have to look at the suki again because last night when I learned it, I was quite clear that the Rambam didn't make sense, and therefore it was nice to see the. Maggid Mishnah address it at length. Um, how do you learn the Rambam? But now it seems that the Rambam makes a lot of sense. Okay, so I'll have to uh, I'll have to confirm that. Um, no, it's good. Derech lekuchin osr Torah because it seems because I would have said umoyde rava b'koyin garol ba'amana sheimboal veloy kiddush. Oh, rava agrees to abide that and amana and a koyin garol if there's beer without kiddushin, he gets lashes. Because it says, Chalel Zaro, whereas by all other Isurim, they should not be. Yes, the Rambam makes sense. Okay, I have to look at it for not the right time to analyze the Gemara in the middle of that. You're obviously sorry about, sorry about my lack of clarity, but no, at least we have shot in the Rambam. Tanya, it's not, because then you're going to come to me tomorrow and say you had to listen to it four times because you couldn't understand it. There has to be clarity. No. Tanya Rebuda says, Bas Ger Zochuk, Bas Chalal Zochor. Rebbe Yehuda says that if you have the daughter, now this is opinion from the Mishnah, Bas Ger Zochuk, Bas Chalal. The daughter of a male convert, again, is, is like a Chalal. Tanya Rebuda says, Bas Ger Zochuk, Bas Chalal Zochor. A bas gezocher is like a daughter of a chalal zocher. And it's logical. If you have a chalal who comes from a kosher source, his daughter is possible. Ger Kosher source here means basically a Jew. Yeah. This chalal came from a Jew. But his daughter is possible. comes from a tipsula. How much more so his daughter should be possible for kahuna? If the halal's daughter and the halal comes from a kosher source is possible for kahuna, a ger's daughter should definitely be. So Gemara says not so not so straightforward. He says That's not a good kavod because the halal is formed through an avera. This non-Jewish girl wasn't formed through... This, sorry, this daughter of a convert wasn't formed through an affair. He had a convert who married another Israel or a convert or something. The child's not there, so why? So you can't come in. So the Gemara says, no, we can show that, the, that, we can show that that's not a question from a coin Godel with an Almona. Because he's not formed through an Aveira, and his daughter is possible. Again, if a coin Godel sleeps with a widow, his daughter... Is possible, yeah. even though he's from a good source. So we see that it comes from a from a. So and and there's no avera there. Sorry, the, the the key point is there's no there's no. Sorry, he comes from a key from a kosher source, even though there's an avera. 
and his daughter's Psula. He says, Oh, Malakai Godel, Bahamana, Shakain, Biasa, Bavari, says, But wait, again, a coin, you can't ask from a coin Godel with an Amana because his BA is through an Avera. So, Halal Yochiaf, the Halal will prove it. Because if you have a Halal who marries an Israelis, he's allowed to marry her, 100%. But his daughter is a Halala. So, you see that? Even if it's not through a even if it's not through an Avera, the child can be a Chala. So, because of Radim. And the cycle repeats itself. Lo reize, reize. Lo reize, reize. Lo reize, reize. Again, the nature of this one is not like the nature of this one. Um, again, if you want to tell me that it's because it's formed through an Avera, will the Kohen, sorry, yeah, the Chalal will show you because his daughter is not through an Avera. And if you want to say it's because it's from a Tipa Srucha, will the Almona to a the, yeah, the, the Kohen God will. The Kohen Godel and Almona, he doesn't come from a Tippus Rucha and his daughter is a Halal. So the Lord is saying, What's the common denominator? Shailon Barova Kahal. They're not Barova Kahal. They don't fit. They not. They don't fit into most of the Kahal. Why? Because the Halal is formed through an Avera, and the Kohen Godel and the Almona, the beer is an Avera. So you're not Tippus Rucha beer with an Avera. So what? Do you, so. so Neither of those are the key factors. Afani avias, I guess I can include the ger. Shaino barova kahal, ubitupsula. That is not barova kahal, and the daughter is upsula. So where are we holding at the moment? We wanted to bring a. We brought a kavuchomer that if the kohen, if the halal's daughter, and he comes from a kosher source, is a is is pos is a halal is a halala. Well then, the ger's daughter should definitely be a Chalala. He said that's not so straightforward because maybe it's because the Chalal was formed in Avera. So he showed that that's weight. But then we can see from uh, Kohen Godel's daughter, she's not, oh sorry, the Kohen Godel's daughter is formed through an Avera, but the Chalal's daughter is not necessarily formed through an Avera. No. Oh, but the Kohen Godel's daughter is, sorry, sorry, other way around, the Kohen Godel's daughter is formed through an Avera, the Chalal's daughter is not formed through an Avera. But the halal's what's the weakness in the halal? There's no there's no barrier for a halal to, to marry, marry Israelis. No. Right. There is a there is a thing for it to marry quite. Yeah. Oh the yeah, the halal was formed through an Avera. Yeah, yeah. It's Irosa with an Avera, where is that? So those can't be key factors. So the key factor is as we're leaving it as the key factor is that they not Barova Kahal, and if he's possible, then the Ger is definitely. But then the Gemara says, Oh, Marmalet Sarashav Shebohem. Sorry, I'm saying this, I'm, I'm mixing up the Shittas again. But Marmalet Sarashav Shebohem Shekain Yesh Bohem Saravera. But both of them have an aspect of an Avera. Either Halal is formed through an Avera, and the Kohen Godel and the widow commit an Avera. So therefore, that's not a good. The Almona doesn't save us. The Kavachomer doesn't seem to stand. Again, you can't say just because a Halal's daughter is possible, a Ger's daughter, a Ger who comes from a Tipas Rucha, his daughter should definitely be possible because maybe it's to do with the fact that the Halal's connected to Avera. I either formed through an Avera or 
the act was an Avera. So, 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 so maybe that's the reason. Because the Kohen is with the Ramon, Kohen Gadol is with the Ramon, and she becomes a Halala, and yeah. says the child. Um, yeah, and the ch- but the child's formed through an Avera. Yeah, that's what's key true. for us. Um, they both become Chalalim. Yeah, or she comes a Chalalim. What's the title of Let me just check. Yeah, the Chalal, his father and mother committed an Avera. That's how he becomes a Chalal. Yeah. So that's maybe why that's his problem, his weakness. Again, and that's even though his father could have been the Kohen Gadol. Yeah. That's that's the Kohen Gadol and Almona. However, but maybe it's not because his father's a problem, but because he was formed through an Avera. Okay, but either way, they're both connected to Avera. Where there's the Ger, there's no Averas around the Ger. So he says, Don't bring your support, don't bring your back up to the Kabbalah from Koen Godel to Almona, because as we've proven, you don't, that doesn't support the Kabbalah. Mitri Rishon will prove it. It says, Oh, so if you have, what's this Mitri Rishon case? Um, he, um, if you have a mit, two Mitrim who marry each other, so what's their child? There's no Avera. And they're child not formed through Avera. It's, it's a second, it's a first generation Mitri. Mitri. The child will be a second generation Mitri, yes. apostle, yeah. but there's no Avera. He's not formed through an Avera, and neither is his father committing an Avera. So therefore, so, ma, so, so, so therefore, that seems to be a good proof that the Avera is not the key point on the daughter being possible. So he says, no, Mitri Rishon but the Mitri Rishon is not able to marry into the community. No, no, but I'm saying that that's maybe that's why his child is possible. Whereas a Ger who can marry into the Kahal, their child should be kosher. That's what we say. So it's not halal yochiach. Halal washos, because a halal can marry into the kahal, even though they, their child is possible. It says, What's the common denominator? They don't fit into most of the community. And nevertheless, his daughter is possible. So too, I will include the ger who is not Barov Kahal, like most of the community, she comes from Tipitz Psula, Upito Psula, and therefore his daughter's boss, sorry, uh, his daughter's bossel. So that's the Tzadashov that we want to learn. Again, the Mitri shows us that it's got nothing to do with Avera, it must be because they can't, let's say, fit in with most of the community. Therefore, so too with the Ger, who doesn't fit in with most of the... Not, sorry, not fit in. Who's not like most of the community. A Mitri and a Mitri is not like most of the community. They're limited to who they can marry. Yeah. A Ger is not like most of the community because it's Bormitipa Psula. So therefore, their daughter should be possible. The Gemara then challenges us. He says, Mala hatzara shobeshebohem shekem psulim beviyosom. But wait. The tzara Um, 
they make a woman who they sleep with forbidden. The halal who sleeps with a woman, she becomes a halal and therefore she can't marry a kohen. A mitri who sleeps with a woman, she becomes a halal and can't marry a kohen. A ger who sleeps with a woman doesn't make her a halal. That's our assumption at the moment. So therefore, a ger is more, not as bad. And therefore maybe the child, maybe the daughter of a ger is mutar. She says, no, so how is the Rebbe Yehuda? Nam, ger, nami, possibly also. Rebbe Yehuda learns that a ger does make a woman possible through his beer. A ger does make a woman a halala. Or my silob, and he actually learns it from the mehatzad that we've just proven. I basically to say, if a mitri makes, would make a woman a mitri would make a woman possible. Uh, uh, sorry, what's what was that? A halal makes a woman possible. How much more so a ger should make a woman possible? That's how Rebbe Yehuda learns. And once you said that he makes a woman possible, then we can extend it and say, oh, so to his daughter is possible. Okay, that's the source for Rebbe Yehuda. Again, this that Rebbe Yehuda says, the daughter of a male convert, again, even though the convert is 100% good Jew and the convert marries a good Israelis, the daughter is a halal. That's Rebbe Yehuda's opinion. Okay, Rebbe, now we go on to Rebbe Elizabeth Yaakov's opinion. What does he hold? Rebbe Elizabeth Yaakov, Omer Ger, etc. But let's see, we bring in another opinion that we didn't mention in the Mishnah. This is the most... Well, yeah, Tanya Rebbe Shimon ben Yochai, Omer Shimon Yochai says... If a girl converts at less than three years old, she is permitted to marry Kohanim. This is when the Jews are fighting. It says all the young Jew, the babies, all the female babies, you can keep alive. It says, Oh, sorry, you can keep them alive for you. I sounds like to marry them. And wasn't Pinchas amongst the, the soldiers when I went to fight Midian? And he was? So was it, was it Midian? I think it was Midian. Um, but either way, Pinchas was a Kohen. And he was amongst them. And it says, they for you. So we see that you, a daughter of a, a daughter who converts less than, a girl who converts less than three years old is permitted. Basically, our Rebbe Shimon ben Yochai learns he holds that the only problem with marrying a Gioires is that she's a Zona because she most likely had beer with a non-Jew. A woman who has beer with a non-Jew becomes a Zona, which is forbidden to a Kohen. Um, so therefore, but a girl under three doesn't have that status because it doesn't count as beer. Yeah. Pardon? The reason is because it doesn't, the beer of a girl under three doesn't count as beer. Because the basulin just grows back. Oh, how do the Rabbonin learn? Because they say she's even any Gioires, any female who converts can't marry a coin, doesn't marry her age. So they hold, but doesn't the Possek say that you can keep them alive for you? So he says, yeah, you can keep them alive for you. As slaves. Not that you can keep them alive to marry, but you can keep them alive as slaves. Of a and mikro echodor, should they all expound it from the same pasuk? I mean, basically saying all four opinions that we've seen. Um, again, Rabbi Lezer, who says that a child from any ger is valid. Rabbi Shimon Yochai says a girl who's under three is valid. Rabbi Yehudu says as long as it's not a child from a... Sorry, Rebbe Lesben Yaakov says if it's both parents or a convert, that's when the child's uh, 
apostle to Kahuna. Rebuda says if just the male father is a convert, and the, the Rabbonin, I think, the first opinion is that either parent is a convert. Um, so they learn it all from the same passage. You shall not take for you for a wife. Except for a basula from Zerah Beis Yisrael. Now this sounds on the surface like we're speaking to a Kohen Godel. Because it first says, and Almona, you're not allowed to take, and you have to take a basula. But the important point is, Zerah Beis Yisrael, Rabbi Yudha Sofer, Ad Islay, Kol Zerim Yisrael. Rabbi Yehuda learns until when it says he has to marry someone, Mizeri Israel, it has to be Kol Zerah. Rashi explains, <laughs> interesting, I would have said, what does Kol Zerah mean? Both yeah, Zerahs. Yeah. Rashi explains, no, Kol here means the Ika Zerah. The Zerah comes from the father. So as long as the father's a Israel, this girl, the Kohen Godel, can marry this Basula. I, again, that fits in very. That's Rabbi Yehuda. We saw. I mean, we just had Rabbi Yehuda's drasha, the main Rabbi Yehuda. But Rabbi Yehuda finds an allusion to in this pasuk in Yecheskel. Rabbi Ben Yaakov, sorry, Mizera, Filimixa Zera. Rabbi Ben Yaakov says no. When it says Mizera from the seed, it means even if part of the seed is Jewish. So if either parent is Jewish, the Kohen can marry her. Rabbi Yosi Sava, Rabbi Yosi Sava, Misha Nizra be Yisrael. No, only if she is Nizra be Yisrael. What does that mean? She has to be born a Jew. Doesn't matter what her parents are, as long as she's born Jewish. That was Rebbe. Sorry, that was Rebbe Les's opinion. That uh, um, sorry, Rebbe Yossi's opinion was as long. It doesn't matter if either are converts. So let me just confirm this quickly. Where was Rebbe Yossi? Yeah, as long as the the daughter's born from Jewish parents, even if they both converts, they are fine. That's Rabbi Yoisi. Rabbi Shimon holds that her basulin grew as a Jew. I, her basulin, we basically say that her basulin, her basulin comes about when she's three. So as long as she was already a Jew by three, that's when she's considered grown as a Jew to marry a Kohen. So in short, we have, again, yes, you're right, we have four opinions. The three we saw in the Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon Yochai, we didn't see in the Mishnah. Um, Rabbi Shimon Yochai is the most lenient, because the strictest is the um, Rabbi Yehuda, that the father has to be Jewish for the daughter to be able to marry a Kohen. Next step is that either parent has to be Jewish. That's Rabbi Leza ben Yaakov. Rabbi Yossi holds neither parent has to be Jewish. As long as the child is born to Jewish parents, even if they're converts, it's fine. Rishon Yochai says it's got nothing to do with the parents as long as the girl is born past three. Then, uh, sorry, as long as the girl's Jewish before three, she's fine. Okay, Omar Rav Nachman, the robber, Rav Nachman said, cheers. Rav Nachman said, Jeroba, I crawl ratio of a coin goddle, the safe of a coin hedger. This possible we just read is a little bit tricky because the ratio seems to be a coin goddle and the safer seems to be a coin hedger. Again, the ratio we just read because the ratio says a widow and a grusha, this person's not, this coin's not allowed to marry, and only a basul and is there a that's a Almona's only to a coin, and also this requirement to marry a basula only applies to a coin. So it sounds like that part of the possibility is speaking to a car, to a kohen. Um, but if you read the next part of the possibility, it says, 
Again, this was Rav Nachman asking Rav, and Rav says, yeah, that's true, the Pasuk does switch. Switches from a coin Godel to a regular coin. He says, because the Pasukim just switch, that you don't know what they're talking, and that without notifying you, they change subject. He says, yes, and I'll show you another Pasuk. This is as written, before the candle of God had extinguished itself, and Shmuel was lying in the Heichel of Hashem. But that's how it sounds like the post. Where does it sound like Shmuel was lying? In the Kodesh, in the Beis Hamidash. It says, The only people who are allowed to sit in the base, in the Azor, in the Temple Courtyard, are Beis David. And Shmuel wasn't from Beis David. So, Ella, how do you have to read that passage? Before the candle of Hashem had gone out in the Heichel of Hashem. And Shmuel was lying, obviously, in his place where Shmuel used to sleep. But we see that the Pesach switches between the place where Shmuel was and the Beis Amidash without any, uh, without any indication. So, so to here, it can switch. Now the Gemara is just going to finish off that Pesach asking, The Pesach said that an Almona who is the Almona from a Kohen, a Kohen can marry. Are you telling me that only if she's an Almona from a Kohen can another Kohen marry her? But if she's an Almona from a Yisrael, she can't. We know that's not the halacha. So it says, Hachi Kaamar, this is what it's saying. Mi Kohen Yikochu. Mi Shar Kohanim Yikochu. He can marry her, I, any Kohanim besides. The Kohen Godel, Mishar Kohanim from the other Kohen. Again, remember this first part of the Potsuk started off with the Kohen Godel, and now it's saying, Mi Kohen Other Kohanim can marry the Salmonim, but not the one we were discussing about at first. Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, carrying on with the price, Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Min Hamisiim Lekohuna Yikochu, from those who could marry a Kohen, you can take her. I, the widow of the man, what that means is the widow of a man. His daughter may marry a Kohen. Says Rabbi Yehuda, the time and Rabbi Yehuda is going according to his reason. The Amma Bas Ger Zohar Kabas Chalal Zohar. The daughter of a male convert is like the daughter of a Chalal. Kol Shanoto Biso Bito Atonoise Almanoso. Anyone whose daughter you can marry, you can marry his widow. Kol Shia Atonoise Bito Atonoise Almanoso. And if you can't marry his daughter, you can't marry his widow. That's the law we just saw on the, towards the bottom of the previous page. Rabbi Yehuda. Remember, Rabbi Yehuda basically says a Ger makes his wife a. Halal. And therefore he has the general rule that only someone whose daughter you can... We know that the daughter of a ger, and, and part of that was the daughter of a ger also <coughs> can marry a kohen. So that, therefore Rabbi Yehuda has that rule that anyone whose daughter you can marry, you can marry his widow. By excluding the daughter of a ger, which would also exclude the widow of the ger. This was Rabbi Yossi's opinion. Even if you have a ger married to a their daughter can marry a Kohen. That was Rabbi Yossi's opinion. So similarly, Rabbi Barchana said the halacha is like Rabbi Yossi. However, from the day the Beis Hamikdash, the Kohanim um, 
kept a refinement, kept a higher standard amongst themselves. Rebeleza ben Yaakov to follow Rebeleza ben Yaakov. I, that a daughter of two converts cannot marry a Kohen, but a daughter of one convert can marry a Kohen. Omar Rav Nachman, Omar Li Huna, Rav Nachman said that Huna said to me, Bo limlach moidimlo. If a coin comes to ask you, can I marry this girl? Am I allowed to go out with her because her father's a, her father or her mother or a ger? Then you teach him like Rabbi Lezim and Yaakov. That no, he's not allowed to. Sorry, 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 sorry. If 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 a coin, if he comes to ask you, if a coin comes to ask you, can I can I go out with this girl whose parents, both parents, are converts? You tell him no. If one parent is, then you tell him yes. But not so. If he already married this woman, this girl, whose both parents were converts, we don't make them get divorced because we paskin like Rebbe Yossi. Um, okay, I was going to look in the Rambam, but let's carry on with the next Mishnah. If a man says... Okay, so now we've discussed those psulim and the psulim lekuhuna. Now we go on to and it was, and specifically, can a koy marry a ger? Says mamzer If someone says, my son, this son of mine is a mamzer, he's not believed. Even if both parents, the father and the mamzer, say that this child that she's pregnant with is a mamzer, we don't believe them. Rabbi Yehuda says we do believe them. Um, Why wouldn't you believe him if they tell you both parents tell you that he's a mamzer? Because what? Why we need to aid him? Why we need two witnesses to tell us that this child's a mamzer? Can't just believe a person on their word. Um, I think more surprising is that Rabbi Yehuda says we do believe the father. Isn't that that's more surprising, isn't it? Um, knowing the rules of uh, of these halachas. But let's see. The Gemara will discuss it a little bit. It says What does the Gemara mean by even if both of them? There's no lomi boy kamar. It's a saying. It's lomi boy. It's un, it's not necessary. Remember, there's a style of a Mishnah that says lomi boy. I not only in this case, but even in that case. So he says lomi boy ihud loikimlei. Not not only the husband who can't be certain. And he doesn't know who his wife's pregnant from. He can't be certain. And I even the mother who can be certain who she's pregnant from, loy mehem that we don't believe her. And not only where the child's already born and he has a, an assumption of being a kosher child that we don't believe him, even an ubar who doesn't have a Chezgat's kashrus is not believed. So I think I think the rule would be, but this we have to check up, that anything to do with marriage and lineage and adultery and those sort of things, you need two witnesses. Because otherwise we have the question, which I think some do ask you, but why don't we say, Eid Echod Neman Bisuri? When it comes to Isur, I is something mutar, is that piece of meat mutar also? Is, and we should say, yeah, is that child mutar also to marry? Can't we say, we do say, we believe a single witness? We do say. 
Yeah. So why here do we, do we take for granted? The Gomorrah takes for granted. No questions that you would need two witnesses. Okay, I'm not sure. Then we said, but Rabbi Yehuda says, Nehmanim, Rabbi Yehuda says, we do believe him. I don't know if we believe the mother. I think we only believe the father. Um, Why? Well, it says, Kedatanya, as we learned in the Bible, it says, Yakir, it says, the father recognizes, but it says, Yakirenu l'acherim, he can make, recognize to others. This is my firstborn son. Because that pasuk is discussing Yerusha, and it says, the son which he, um, he recognizes, or he makes known, that he should get the double portion. I so it's the bechor. So this that the Torah tells us. That's what Rabbi Yehuda learns. The Torah tells us to believe the father in this case because it says Yakir. He will tell us who's the bechor. Just as a person is believed to say this is my firstborn son, so it is believed to say he's another type of psul like a ben grusha or a ben chalutza. Um, um, the Chachomim don't hold for the Strasha. They say the father is not believed. But again, even Rabbi Yehuda would agree that in general you would need aid him for such testimony. However, the Torah tells us to believe the father. Um, as we saw this a few days ago, and we asked the question, why? How do we see the extension? If it's a special Drasha by Bechor that we believe the father to say that's his Bechor, why don't, how can we extend that to other psudim? So I think the one answer we gave there, we said it by Mamzer, is by saying that this is his first, we assume he has four sons, Ruben, Shimon, and Levi, and Yudah. But the fact that he comes along and says that Levi is his oldest son, what's he saying? That Ruben and Shimon are not his sons. So therefore he's implicitly, by the fact that the Torah tells us we believe him to tell us who his firstborn son is, that would be to tell us that the, that's telling us that the older two sons are uh, from another one, from another woman. No, are have another father, and their mum's Arab. I we knew them to be born from his house. Again, that's not an ironclad proof because it could be yeah. like, like a, a guy rocks up in Joburg with his three sons, and then on his deathbed he says, "No, this is the Bukhar. It's not saying that the other two are Mamzerian. The other two might not be... He adopted them or something like that. Okay, so it's not an ironclad proof, but let's carry on. Omelay Rav Nachum by Yitzhak le Rava. Rav Nachum by Yitzhak said to Rava, Bishleim ele Rebi Yudahayin edisiv yakir ele yarabonan yakilamani. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it makes sense that the Torah adds the word in Yakir, because that's teaching us that he tells us who his Bukhar is. We believe him, even if it doesn't make sense. Why do the Rabbana need the Pasuk of Yakir? So, but sorry, Chekera, where we're not sure. I, so the Rabbana holds you only trust him to tell us who the Bukhar is when we're not sure, but not when it goes against the previous status. I, so, for example, again, that, that, that case I have, a man rocks up in South Africa, he marries a woman and they have a few children, and then he tells you, no, but I have a son in America who's actually my Bukhar. So there he's, te- he's not going against... He's not changing anything. We just assume that the child he had with his wife in South Africa was his oldest son. But he said, that's not the one, the one you don't know about in America. That's the, actually the oldest. So there, that's where we could, that's what the Rabbana holds when we believe the father. But sorry, when we need him to tell us who it is. Lamai Hilchasa, 
What's the halachic ramification? I for the father to tell us who the Bukhar is. Law says law pishnaim to give him a double portion. Shital that's obviously Lamali Krom, you got to eat boy, We don't need the possible to tell us this. If the father wanted he could give his property away as a gift. So therefore obviously we're going to believe him to tell us who the Bukhar is. He's basically telling us, give him a double share in my property. Well, whether that's his Bukhar or not, we would give the guy a double portion. It's his discretion to give his property away and a gift how he wants. So what does Yakir actually help for us to say, oh no, that's actually his Bukhar? Does it make a difference whether it's his Bukhar or not? We would give him a double portion. says, no. For assets that fell to him after that point. I, let's say he says, that's my firstborn. I, in other words, what, how are we interpreting that might mean? Give him a gift of a double portion. What happens if subsequent to that, he then goes and buys and the, the father gets some more assets? So now that's after the gift was given. So it wouldn't go to the son as a double portion. So therefore the Torah says, Yakir, no, believe him that that's the Bukhor, even for assets that he accrues from him. That he gains after the after. And according to Rabbi Meir, it says, You can acquire something that has not yet come into existence. You can give away something that has not yet come into existence. Why do we need Yakir? Again, even the property that the father will earn in the future can be given away as a gift now. So we don't need Yakir because, again, this boy who he's telling us is his Bukhar. Whether or not he's his Bukhari he can give away a double portion in all his property. So the Torah doesn't need to tell us Yakir. He says, no, it's where it fell to him as a guy says. Rashi learns what do we mean Keshuhu Kaiser? Um, when a person's a guy says they're not able to give away property. Because theoretically, this is how rational, you can only give away something for the future when you would be able to give it away in the future. The person on their deathbed is dying. God says he's basically dying. He's not going to be able to give it away in the future. So he can't give it away now. So that's so, so where we are. So again, the father tell if if not for the yaku, the father says, I want that boy to get all my inheritance as a double portion. Assets that the father gets when he's a guy says would not go to him because it's not a gift. He can't give the gift of future assets then. However, the Torah tells us, Yakir, no, believe the father that he's his double portion and he'll get a share anyway. Okay, and we'll leave it there for today. We'll start the new Mishnah tomorrow.